Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lori. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. Best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome. Tonight, we're going to talk about other people's expectations of us and what that looks like now because I think it's all different it's, mm-hmm. it changes what what you what your thoughts on what other people expect of you changes as your situation changes and as we get older and that sort of thing or at least your response to that or recognition of that or both yeah I think what I found is People have the same expectation of me that they had when I was married. In other words, I could get it all done. I don't know how to say that. I could get it all done because there was another warm body in my house. Not Mm -hmm. that someone was helping me, but that I could leave my children at home and... Yes. And get more done. Yeah. Which... Now, it's just me. My children are older. One of them's an adult, but I still have a child in the home that's a teenager, and I don't feel like I... I feel like I'm stretched thin, even just being a mother and just having a job. Not to mention church, community, all that other kind of stuff. Well, just, and your but your full time job is more than forty hours a week. Sometimes okay. it is, and it's not normal hours. So no, it's not. And so you're you're working, not just a job. You're working a career, some you know way way beyond like the forty hours. Mm-hmm. So you've got that and kids at home expectations and all of that. But I think and even Even my expectations of myself have had to lower. Mm-hmm. I had very high expectations of what I can lower get or adjust. Because it's not like you're doing less work. You're just having to adjust where you're putting that work in. Because you could have those same expectations if you didn't work your job as hard. That's true. But you can't do that. I can't. <laughs> so. No, and I am a type A when it comes to getting work <laughs> Yeah, so you should be able to do that's everything really, all the time. Well, yeah, and that's your expectation. And that's, what, <laughs> and that's the problem. <laughs> right yep. there. And, and there that's, my, you go. that's my expectation, too. And I feel like since I've gotten divorced, I've had to make a priority list of what I really want to do and what I really can accomplish. Because, I mean, the joke, the running joke with my friends for years has been, Beth does a lot of stuff in her spare time. You know, this is my life, and my spare time was this tiny little mm-hmm. one-sixteenth piece on the pie. And that's where I crammed everything in. All my creativity, when I had my shop, when I traveled for a wholesale business, when I did Parish Life, when I did Vestry, when I did, I mean, every, the Pocom, when I was the president of the Pocom. I did all that in that tiny little sliver, and that was a big joke. Beth does all that in her spare time. Mm -hmm. I feel like now, my spare time, I have no spare time. Mm -hmm. I feel like everything, every minute has 
a designation. Mm -hmm. And I have very high expectations for what I can get done in 24 hours. And I've had to (laughs) have a reality check on, I cannot do that. What, you need sleep? I know. (laughs) That goes into the other tiny sliver of my pie chart of my life. All right, I'm going to get us another bottle. Okay. So you keep talking. Um... Well, I mean, you, you, if you try to work and have a child, yeah. you're already cutting into any kind of personal time no. you would ever have. Yes. And lately, especially, and you know, I'm recently divorced, more recently divorced than, I guess, than any of us. Mm-hmm. And so that new normal is still like, I mean, it's fresh. And I've only been living in my house alone for three months and trying to figure out how mm-hmm. to how to do that. So right now... I am so protective of my space and my peace and my, like, alone time with me and my time with my child that anything right now that isn't my boss, like, telling me what to do goes all over me. (laughs) So, you know, if I go to a a community rehearsal that I'm volunteering for and somebody's nasty to me, it, it angers me so much. Or if... Just like general complaints. I'm like, guys, hold on. Will you just let me have a minute to figure this out? Because, again, I mean, single moms everywhere, it's difficult. But, like, you know, a lot of us are working the full-time jobs and the part-time jobs. And we're trying to volunteer mm-hmm. at in the community and in our kids' schools. And we're just doing the best we can while we're trying to give our kids the most magical <laughs> Time we can. <laughs> magical like, childhood. <laughs> I like. I want you to be okay and happy. <laughs> and well, so, it, but but it's gotten to the point that like, and we we have talked about this a little bit, but like, I wall. I'm starting to wall people up a little bit who are who are toxic in that way in my life. You know, mm-hmm. like like when they expect you to do all these things for them, or that you're that you're just gonna like be okay and not have the moments that you need to take for self-care. Right. And I have traditionally been terrible at that. But now, I guess it's because of a single mom. I'm hyper-aware of self-care. Mm-hmm. Well, but not only that, but you also both seem more hyper-aware of what your time is valued. Mm-hmm. All of a yes. sudden, your spare time has this tremendous value it that it did not have yep. at one time. At one time, mm-hmm. it was just so easy to flitter away. And now... Every moment is precious. And yeah. so when someone stomps on it, you want it fists up, buddy. That's my time. And I, part of it, I think, is that at least right now in this sort of, I'm calling this my honeymoon phase of my divorce. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great term That's funny. That's that, funny. That, Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, <laughs> comic relief. But, you know, my divorce has been final for six months. Oh, has it I've been, been that long? Mm. Six months. Wow. Since May. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> Six months, half a year. But he, I've only been alone in my home for three months. Right. So I'm yeah. suddenly in this like relationship with my house and with my new life. And it's this just peaceful situation that I, I'm like ready to go to battle to protect, you know? Yeah. So. Anything that interferes with that, I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. So, anyway. 
I, and I, I did you know, that the first year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I called it Circle in the Wagon. Yeah. I stayed home. I painted. I rearranged the furniture that was left. I did. You know, I made it my little yeah. nest. My little nest. Yeah. So, and I did protect. Yeah. And I protected who came in my house. Yeah. I even went that far. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had guys that wanted to date me. I didn't date the first year, but... The second year, I protected who came in my I didn't want people in my house. Yeah. I've only had one person in my house in that way, just and it couldn't. just had to be. Yeah. It has to be, well, it has to be someone you trust. Otherwise, you have to get the stake out. Yeah. <laughs> I, the only, I mean, I, I have only seen one person, um, and we have been seeing each other for a minute, except for a, a brief hiatus, but... I still don't involve him, like, on the regular in my kid's life. Like, as a um, a you person get... that he knows that his mom is with. Mm-hmm. Because, I, like, it just, that feels so soon mm-hmm. to me. Well, and you're, and you're still protecting your kid. Yeah. Your kid needs to have a safe environment. Yeah. And you are his safe place. Yes. That yeah. no matter what goes on else in the world, you know, mm-hmm. he knows that he and mom in the house is a safe place. Yeah, that's, I completely get that. So... Anyway. Well, that's I'm in a completely different place than you guys because I am empty nest, and it sucks. I don't like being empty nest, but I realize how important and how precious all of my time is, and I'm frustrated that I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with it. Mm-hmm. You know, am I supposed to be painting? Am I supposed to be writing? Am I supposed to be volunteering in the community? Like, losing that, I am now like the queen mother. I am mom in name only. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not actively a mother. I'm not actively, it just, like losing that role has just sort of, I don't know, kind of weirded me out. Like I just kind of feel a little lost. I can't throw my whole self into my job 24-7. I have to have other things. Mm-hmm. And I've enjoyed painting and doing all of that. But is it, I, I don't know, I just, it can be a very lonely, solitary thing. True. So protecting, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, even even though I still have a child at home, when she goes to her dad's, I have found that I need to have a plan. So right, I well, don't have that immediate letdown of, oh. Yeah, so, and that's, so as this single person in my house, I mean, you know, and I love my house. I'll date my house for a while, I suppose. But it's just, what are my expectations for myself? What are my creative expectations? What are my, uh, what are my career expectations? Like all of a sudden, I'm redefining everything, mm-hmm. and it's just a little, it's a little strange, and even I feel like I'm walking on jello, mm-hmm. like not sure think, exactly which way to go. I think a lot of things that people don't talk about with divorce are how changes affect you. You know, you have a little tiny shift. Something else yeah. changes after you've had the big change oh. of divorce. And it kind of, it does kind of fly over you. It's like you're very sensitive to any kind of seismic activity in your yeah. house. Well, that's, yeah. Okay, I can see. In, I've had a ton of changes all at yeah. one time. Like, I feel yeah. like I was in a, I was standing in a hallway in a house and every single door slammed at the same time. Yeah. I, I quit dating the guy I was dating. Or, you know, we quit dating. I My ex-husband passed away. 
and we've we've settled his estate so now i'm not an ex-wife or a widow i'm not sure what i am and my child moved away i left um working inside a school for the inside the school system so i left having those one million conversations a day to having five like all of these things all at one time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a lot of change at one time mm-hmm. so i'm trying to be more kind to myself these days because i am my harshest critic I do realize that and I'm trying to lighten up a little bit and I'm trying not to have as much expectation of what I can get done in a day or how I plan my weekend because I realized I had a good weekend this weekend from the perspective of Saturday I stitched I got to sit on my couch and stitch I got to have time for myself by myself everybody else was busy I had my little you know, my little room, and I. That's nice. So you've got myself. to work on your expectations for yourself, Beth's expectations oh, yeah. on herself. You are working on everybody it's else needs to to work on the fact their expectations of you yeah. and how your world has yes. changed. And I just want expectations. Yeah. <laughs> my new theory is just <laughs> you. <laughs> it's <laughs> you because if you're gonna like. I rarely, and I can legitimately say this about myself, I rarely get upset if somebody doesn't meet what I need them to meet. I'm super flexible, and I understand that everybody has their crap. It, it's what makes me a great educator. It really does, yeah. I think. And I think I, unless I'm very wrong and not being very objective no. about myself, I think that's true about well, me. Well, you're intuitive about no, other people I, I don't, and where they are. Like, if somebody, if I have plans with somebody and they're like, I just can't. I'm like, it's okay. Like, we're yeah. good. I, I would never get upset about something like that. But, so, that tends to be me in life uh, because I'm more of a type B personality. I'm a 7 ENFP. <laughs> an, or, no, a 7, in, uh, what is it called? Enneagram and an ENFP. So and these things I'm don't INFP. these things don't stress me out. <laughs> but when other people put that on me, right now, all I want to say is I don't have to do this. <laughs> I don't have to do this. I have lots of friends. You go over there. <laughs> so you know, I was talking to this goes back to expectations. I was talking to my organist at church, who's one of my best friends, the other day, and I said, you know what? I think I'm turning over a new leaf. And I think what I'm going to do is say to people, when the new year begins, when January 1st hits, I'm going to say, all right, people, if you want to ask things of me, just so, I just get asked things of me a lot because I do the arts. And when you do the arts, people ask things a lot of you. Side note, audience. Well, you also work for the church. And I work for the one church. Of I, work for the, I work for a school. school system, and so, yeah. like, a lot of people tend to ask you to do things. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the new year every year with 10 yeses. <laughs> I'm going to say, all right, here's your 10 <laughs> you're yeses. You're not doing the year of yes, you're doing the year of 10 yeses. Yeah, this is year of 10 yeses. So if y'all want to get in on these, get in on these January 1, because then I'm cutting it off. <laughs> May I please? And he, he said, I got one better. Get five yeses and five, or no, five free yeses and five yeses that'll cost so much. He said, in the meantime, I will be your no person. <laughs> Just have him call me. <laughs> I'd like to pre-order the podcast as a yes. Yes. Me too. <laughs> Champagne Sundays, we would like to pre-order that yes. as a yes. No, I'm, I mean like, you know, work no, things, I know. you know. Yeah. Well, you're but doing, like, like, well, you volunteer for community theater. Yeah. And that's that's a huge 
time commitment. Well, but you, you'd be amazed at other things that people... Well, y'all, y'all know this. People ask you to do mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things. If you can do it. Oh, yeah. So Once they find out that you're capable, yeah. it's like, hey... My Lauren father can do it. My father Lauren used to say the it. worst thing you could do is let people know what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to agree with that that's, for a good that's extent. Exactly yeah. That. So anyway, but I'm 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 just I'm at a moment that I'm so much more protective of all of that. Yeah. Because it's survival, but it's also my happiness and my kids' happiness. And when I recognize, like I'm a goer, I'm a doer, I'm a runner. I I like busy schedule. But in reflection these last few months, I ran a lot because I didn't want to be home because I was miserable. Mm-hmm. It was your avoidance well, tactic. Now I'm not miserable. Right. I'm happy. Yeah, you so, were looking for things to get you out I of the am, house because you didn't want to be and there. And now I'm happy. And I just want to, like, hang out with me, hang out with my bests, hang out with my, my uh, Person? kiddo. Yeah. And, that like, that's what I want. So all these other, like, these other negative expectations that, pop up in things that you're just doing because you're kind go all over me. Yeah. And I, I, I really try to always operate from a spot of kindness. Like I, I'm not a condescending person. I don't, I I really try. I mean, everybody, everybody messes up, but like, I really try to always come from a place of understanding and positivity and everything. So when other people don't, it's always a little bit of a shock to my system, especially when it's like, hold the phone. (laughs) Like, Right. Let's, let's just stop and look at what everybody else is doing around you. Like, come on. Right. Yeah. But you have a worldview. And as an educator, I think that's yeah. just a part right. of it. And yeah. there are people who live in their own little bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just recognizing and going, oh, you're one of those. Yeah. And being able to <laughs> brush it off. and Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Expectations. Yeah. Well, I think what people don't realize is what it, what it makes you do is to go okay. I'm 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 pushing that person away. I'm gonna push right. that person away because I'm not going to deal with that. But you, I mean, well, I think I think what I have found also I though, prioritize I'm a people my pleaser. peace. Yeah. and I'm a people pleaser too. But at the end of the day, the yeah. most important person I have to please is me. Yeah. Oh, but remember that. So that I can that. do. So that I can do for my kids and yeah. You, I mean. I have been really bad about doing self-care in the past. I've put everybody before me. Well, I think it's, and, I think you know, all three of us can say that is kind of how we ran our marriages. Oh, yeah. As we are, we are at the bottom tier, and our husbands and our children came first. And it sure. was making, making trying to make that work, especially as things started to implode. It was oh, yeah. working overtime to try and figure out how to make it work. Right. Or employing the let's be a workaholic. In my case, it's how can I not be there? Right. And that was a subconscious thing. But I thing. had that yeah. too. And I I recognized that at a certain point when it got, everything was kind of really bad. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go home. Yeah. I had to. I had two kids. But I did not want to be yeah. there. See, and I did that as a, I did that and too. So after moved my, out. And then it was like, but don't I really you think that? Yeah, and I feel like that I, for me, it was part of doing that was also a part of trying to save the marriage because I was I was at my wit's end. I did I was done. I had no idea what else to do. So maybe if I really busied myself, I'd just look up one day know, and things would be done. I think that ended <laughs> up being my means of separating because he wouldn't leave my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That I just stayed gone, mm-hmm. and I I mean I, I mean I came, you I came home, but I came home late at night. 
because I didn't want to be there with him Mm -hmm. in the house. And that, I, 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 again, I recognize in retrospect, I did all these subconscious things before I was ready to say, this is over. Like, but, um, that was my, again, it was my mechanism of, of, uh, I guess of separating truly. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's good. Yeah. So moving forward, expectations. You're working on setting boundaries. Yeah. The truth is, I mean, I I have a big job. My job is huge and it's very demanding. And um I really have to make sure that I'm meeting the expectations of those people first like it has to be and I mean obviously of my kid but like those are the only people that I owe any kind of expectation to are the people that employ me Mm -hmm. and the person who depends on me to survive (laughs) and see I think my boundaries you know going back to work in this industry and kind of learning it over again I now have about a year and a half under my belt and I feel like I have things kind of clip along I do have to meet my boss's expectation yeah. company expectation but what I tend to do as a people pleaser is answer my phone because they all have my phone number at all hours of the day and night and I have consciously stopped answering the phone Friday after 5:30 to Monday morning at 8 mm-hmm. now if they have an emergency they know they can text me or they'll leave me a message and I'll get back to them but I used I was wide open there for a while and that will Don't that will really cut into your peace and your me time yeah. and exercise I took calls on the at Red X <laughs> hey I took a client on the way home from my knee surgery literally yeah. on the way so now I have my boundaries for me to guard my off time but you know and that's how I'm working on my expectations of you know because I still haven't said no to a client yet but <laughs> we're working on that one too <laughs> well, on I'm just one. working on setting some expectations that are realistic for me and I guess really it's not setting expectations it's deciding what direction I want to go in Mm-hmm. Well, I was telling I Beth, I saw a job. Do, I saw a job that looked great a city this. away, but I but I don't know that I necessarily want to move to another city right this minute. I um, do I do I want to write? Do I want to like? I've got to figure out exactly what it is I want to do, and then I can plot my expectations. Well, I, I think you need to do art shows, but you don't need to have them back to back to back to back because yeah, you that have kind to of put a out. huge yeah. expectation of how many paintings can you get done in the next. Yeah, and, and that and that kind of that kind of diminishes the enjoyment of it and really of the and and, am I really creating worthwhile art if I'm just trying to fill a space right Right. you you could like you could go out of town every weekend if you wanted to like you could just yeah but what would I do that's just it it's like yeah but what do I want to explore like all of these things yeah I mean the world is open I could find a job on the other side of the continent I could actually actually I could find a job going to work overseas. Mm-hmm. I could teach overseas if I wanted to. But do I really want to do that? I have a really great job right now. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it. I mean, it, but you know, but I don't. It's just one of those, all of a sudden I have all of this freedom to just go do whatever I want. So I just really need to spend this next. It, like, I, I just kind of always imagined that for myself. That I would just go and do this other second career in the arts 
in whatever, like whether it's singing with a jazz band or going to work on films or going to direct a show or that it's, it's going to end up being right. sort of this menagerie of things. So what did you always sort of imagine that this moment would be? Well, I guess that's the problem is that I, I graduated with a degree in English to teach English. I mean, I, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved teaching English, but it was kind of an accident because I started in elementary education and hated it. And so then changed to English education, or not English, not English, just English, just a straight English degree in art because I loved doing art. But then, and I did English because every time I failed a class or didn't do really well in college, I'd take two English classes to make up for it. Like I took every English class South Alabama offered. And so in the end, it was so easy. I'll just get an English degree. And my dad was like, what you going to do with that English degree? Be a secretary? I'm like, oh, yeah. So I was going to do art. But then my art teacher in college looked at my palette and painting class and said, oh, you'll never make it as an artist. You're way too organized with your palette. And so it just kind of crushed my spirit at that moment. It was like, okay. And so I kind of fell into, I'll just be an English teacher. And I was. And I was great at it. And I enjoyed it. And then I tried, and then I was a librarian for a year and a half. But I never really had a plan after that. When I got married, the expectation from my husband that I was going to stay at home with our kids. I wasn't ever going to work. You know. And then I got a job. You know what I mean? So it was like I really, so I guess my expectation was, I will be happily married with children, and as the children get older, I will throw myself into my art, and it will become whatever, but it doesn't matter because I'm being supported by my husband, mm-hmm. which is a very 1950s mentality. I get that. So I never really took the time to dream mm-hmm. about what wow. that would look like. And so I've, I, you know, I thought about, you know, I wanted to write novels. Uh-huh. And I have probably three unfinished novels stuck up in my computer somewhere. And I, you know, I, and I enjoy writing and all that. But I really, I have never, I, it's almost like it's, now it's time to decide what it is I want to be when I grow up. Like, yeah. like all of a sudden. And so I've never had that. Girl, you need to make a plan. Yeah, I know, is, I need to make a plan. This is a big moment. I know. Yeah. But it means, it means the whole world is open to you. I know. That's, That's the most exciting. You have unlimited. Thing. I'm getting goosebumps. I know. Thinking about <laughs> it. Great That's stuff, the most Bonnie. exciting. It's very exciting. Like, like you can do anything. I know, do but anything. what is that? What is it? And that's and then I, whatever it is I decide I want to do, I have to take make a plan and do it. Yeah. You know. So it's just if it's writing. We need. I need to be finding time during the week to actually execute the writing. Well, if yeah, it's painting, I need to be working on painting. It's you know whatever it is, I need to figure it out. I need to commit to it, and I need to run with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But also, and maybe, and I want to, and I. This but also, of, here's the other. This is this is again your type seven and ENFP friend talking. Just have fun and change your mind as much as you want. You know, I was gonna say yeah. you might decide on one thing, and if that doesn't work out, but you had a yeah. great experience, and you can do something else. Yeah. yeah. And you the know? best thing is, you don't have somebody telling you. No. Nope. Told you. Nobody can tell you what to do. Nobody can tell you what to do. Yeah. That's that's the other reason that that f- fucking expectations <laughs> get to you, because we've had yeah. control freaks for years uh, telling yeah. us exactly what they yeah. thought we should do or not do. Well, you know, and, and I grew up always thinking that my my dream was that I was going to be happily married. Yeah. Okay. 
scratch that. So I don't, and I, you know, and I, and I, I've wanted to, and I've wanted, you know, I guess in the end, I, I would love to have someone that I fell in love with, that I felt a connection with, and all of that. But I don't feel that need for somebody anymore like I did at no, one time. No, yeah, totally. I totally I don't see feel that. that need. I just... Unless unless they are the person... That, I mean, so, God is pretty much going to have to smack me upside the head with a man. I wish, I I wish that I could go back and tell my like previous self that because I... Okay, complete opposite. I did not grow up with the expectation that I was going to be happily married. And like, I'm, I grew up with... With my parents saying, "Get your education. You don't need a man." Like you. Oh, my parents yeah, said that. Yeah, but yeah. I still wanted you put the fairy tale princess thing. I put it on myself. So I, I really thought. I don't know that I thought that I would never get married, but I thought that, um, that my art would always be first. And it turns out it really has been. It turns out that what I do career wise has always truly been first. That I, I will not deny that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so. I don't know. Okay. Now on now on the other side of that, I wish I could tell myself, unless it's somebody that you want to, that literally, that you love being around all the a time. A best friend. All the time. Or that you can be okay without being around them all the time. Yeah. You can have separate but, lives, but that you, but you. But that you can do, you can do your things, but that you can do, like, that it complements you completely. Well, like mm-hmm. best friends. That's, like the ones where you can have time with, have time without. You don't have to be all each other's That is the only and, way to choose that. And absolutely. I wish I could go back and tell 24-year-old Lauren, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, and I would want to think do the harder. opposite. Tom, my ex-husband and I didn't have to be together. Like, we were opposite. We were not. It was my mom was like. Y'all don't even, I mean, y'all are okay being apart. Are you sure you're going to be okay, Mary? It's like, hey, yeah, we'll be fine. But we were okay being apart. And, you know, and I was but almost that, like I just want a little something that's, better. That's okay. Like, I like the idea of being able to do separate things and not. Yes. And then, like, yeah. My ex, like, didn't like doing anything apart. It was got to go to the store together, got to do, and like, that's, that's a little Tedious. suffocating, you yeah. know? So, anyway. What were you about to say, Beth? Yes, you had you, you had you a were comment. A come you, had a, over here. you had a big like hand raise <laughs> because you said my art came first. Okay, I don't know how our audience is gonna react to that, but I was sitting here thinking, you know, if a man said that my job came first, yeah. nobody would bat an eye. No. But if you're a mother and a wife yeah. or an ex-wife and said, oh, I wish I had put my career first. My career came first. Yeah. My passion came first. People people are throwing like rotten tomatoes at you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like but, a whole different thing. The man and the woman. And I don't think that that has changed that much. You know, you said your expectation was to be a wife and a mother. That was your expectation. You know, I, I think people my age, and you're right behind me, I think we were sold a bill of goods. With it's Disney, Disney's fault. Princess, the, <laughs> the guy's going to come fault. in and save you. I've always been fiercely independent. Yeah, me too. Fiercely independent. Me too. So I didn't know that any guy would ever even want to save Yeah. Me. Like, I don't think they even saw me as the damn. I don't think I present as the damsel in distress. Best. But... 
I had that expectation though. Y'all yeah. know I got accepted to dental school at age thirty. Yeah. I walked in cold and took the DIT. I didn't study it and I passed <laughs> and I was accepted. And that's what I had always wanted to do. And then I met my Your ex. expectation was my different. My ex's expectation of me was completely different. And he said his mother worked. He didn't want a wife that worked. Yeah. And I gave it up like a dum-dum. That's my only really big regret in life. But I, I just think when you said that, I thought, we're sitting here and now, me yeah. in my late 50s, now I am reinventing myself. Every once in a while, I don't like the fact that I'm reinventing myself because I feel like I've done it at every stage of my life. But at the other point, listening to everything, I'm thinking, what a gift. We get to reinvent ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We get to have you know, greater expectations of ourselves than our younger yes. age. Well, okay, this, this is exactly what my friend Jeremy said to me a few weeks ago. I was talking to him about the relationship I was in that had... Uh, had a brief hiatus and I was telling him how all that happened I was talking to him about everything and he said but Lauren think about where we are now and how much we know and how much life we still have to live like we're gonna live till we're 90 100 like think about it we're we're not like we know so much now and I was like ah that's it yeah. that's great yeah that is but no. I think it's it is a gift that we all get to sit here and decide how we want to move forward, what we want our lives to look like. Yeah. Because I know when I was in the middle of divorce or right before divorce, when you're when you're deciding, is this what I want? Is this not what I want? It you know you have that first gut wrench like I don't want to be divorced. I don't. This is not yeah. what I pictured my life being like. And then when you realize, I think for every single one of us, it was really the only choice yeah. yeah um as far as um peace and moving forward yeah. with our lives and now we're at a place where we can actually do something for ourselves yeah. for our children yeah. and so i had this little thing in the back back of my door i bought it when i first found out about my ex's first girlfriend and it's <laughs> I love. You mean photos. girlfriend when you were married? Yes. Um, when um, same. And same. I love. Folk, I love. Folk, yeah. I love folk art. So it said, "Happy wife, happy life." Yeah. But now I'm thinking, "Happy me, happy life." Right. So I need yeah. to make another sign. <laughs> no, I I realized. I don't know through all this process that my so. Art, being artistic is always going to be the thing I have to do. Like, I can't imagine not being dictated by that or there being a day that... I, like, when COVID hit, when the pandemic happened, I was like, wait, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm supposed to be in rehearsal. I don't know how not to be in rehearsal. So I painted. Mm -hmm. I painted. I played piano a lot. You played piano a lot. Because I don't know how not to do those things. And then in all of this thinking, I recognized okay, I'm an artist. Like, first and foremost, that is what I identify as. And then I identify as a woman and as a mother. Like, sure, but I'm an artist above all those things. But it doesn't mean that the the hierarchy of the important people in my life are different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I recognize. Yeah. Like, no, my calling, 
this might be controversial, audience. My calling is not to be a mother. My calling is to be an artist. I'm an artist who happens to be a woman and a mother. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. decrease the love. It doesn't change, again, who's the most important no, humans just, in your it life. It just kind of defines who you are. It just means that that calling, that thing is always going to be what drives me. I will never yeah. be able to get away from that force because it's just, it's, it is nature, you know? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I, know how not to. I feel that way about stitching and everybody that knows me knows. I feel like I, I, I don't have a normal day unless yeah. I sink a stitch in. If I do a little stitching, then I can pretty much handle anything because that is, I feel the need to create Get something, something out there. Every day. Yeah. And yeah, I have know, days when I don't do that, but you know what I do on the road? I doodle in my notebook. Yes, I do no, doodles because listen, I can't that's not That's the do biggest something. thing that we all share is that need to create. Mm-hmm, yes. And <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me. There are people out there who don't have that instinct. Like a lot of people don't have the instinct to create. I, I just, you know, yeah. I don't think that's true. Do, I taught a whole thing on that. I think, I think you were give everybody has some kind of creative spark. Now you mm. might not be able to draw. But well, you could do something else. But I think I think people tamp it down so far yeah. because we were taught as a society that you have to make money. Yeah. That you have to get educated and make money. And so they're so career driven that they they drop that starving artist yeah. part of themselves that really is who but they are. Really anything so I consider even athletics a form of art because anything that's expressive. Well, I think that I think it just about artistic. any job that you and have. A- athletics is physically expressive. You're being yes, physically yeah. expressive. Well, and you have yeah. to be. Sometimes you have to be creative in how you execute your athletics. But even somebody who works in sort of the banking industry, if they're working creative deals for people or finding solutions where nobody else is, right. that's creativity. That is creative. You know, if the, if people, some Thinking people are really great people. People, your sister is one of those people persons who just gets people. She works in the school system. Oh, Jordan. And she just gets people. She just knows what's needed and kind of understands situations. That's a gift and can be creative. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't have to express in an actual art form. No, it's our way. This is what I teach my theater appreciation classes. Art is our way of dealing with our mortality. Mm-hmm. That's and I, I didn't. Mean so to that's bring it why down. my stitching stash is so big. So I will never <laughs> die. It's like, I will never get through it. It's our need to. It's our need to leave something in the world or yep. need to put something. Leave your mark in the valuable world. in the world. Yeah. It's okay. it's the same it's the same need that some people have to have children because they mm-hmm. want a legacy to leave in the mm-hmm. world. You know. See, and I guess in mine, in some small point, is giving value just to my day. Yeah. If, yes. if I don't do anything else, but I get to. Sit down. I find you know, and, and start something, or plan something, or work towards something. I feel like I have given, and especially right now when I feel kind of lost, mm-hmm. it's given value to my day. And it's like, okay, well, there. Yeah, no. I did this. I did. Yeah. I did but something. You have cranked out some art lately. Oh, yeah, I have. I have. I have. I have. And I and I have loved it, and it's been really well received, and that has been yeah, very validating and fabulous, encouraging. To move forward, and I've just really got to—I don't know—stop a minute and figure out in what way to make it go. Yeah. But you know, when we talk about all of these things, I don't regret one ounce of love I gave my ex-husband, and I don't regret the divorce that happened. I have decided that regret, as we're working on expectations, that regret 
places expectations on my past self that I can't do anything about. Does that make sense? I have have a... I just have to accept that where I was and be okay with how things Mm -hmm. turned and just be at peace with the love that I I have gifted in some cases and shared and... I don't have a regret for the people that I love and the way that I love them. I regret that I lost myself in a, yes. a lot of that because, you know, yeah, my true. divorce. I lost from the myself time and that my I needed to too. get divorced to the time that actually happened was 10 years. 10 yeah. years. And I yeah. feel like I think we're that's all about, we all spent about 10 years in our marriages yeah. past where well, we should have. That was my whole marriage. So I'm going to okay. go ahead and say. The, <laughs> Ten years was the other the other thing, which is that I do regret it. I do regret picking the wrong guy. I wish I had waited. I wish that I had chosen differently. My only solace, because I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. It was I a very rare true. occasion that I felt really happy. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that I got a, an amazing child you out of it. I He's got an three amazing, amazing kids. And I guess that's, that's a unique way to look at it. I mean, I... My ex-husband, we looked really great on paper. Same. And that's what it was. I really paper, great on paper. And paper I, was and right. I, and, I was, and I was, I did love him. I yes. was in love with him. And I had tons of questions, even leading right up to the wedding day. But I brushed them all aside because I loved him. And we looked great on paper. Yeah. How could it not work out? So I guess, I don't know. I just don't want to spend, I guess Pollyanna here doesn't want to spend any time. Well, so the great on paper... Just circling back to our topic, great on paper is another expectation. Yeah, That's yeah. true. You're, it's a huge you're expected to create a life with somebody who is comparable to you in what career or education level. And that's so not necessarily important. Well, and I think honestly, going if I could go back and talk to myself back then, yeah. I would have asked her to speak to my ex-husband about what his expectations of marriage and family were. Mm-hmm. Because it turns out we weren't on the same page. No. But oh, I didn't. I just assumed we were. Yeah. You know, and because we came in. from such similar families. Obviously, mm-hmm. I wasn't on the same page with my person. I thought he was an artist. I thought he was a writer and musician and that that's what, that's, that's the perspective that's the he was coming with. Because yeah. I grew up, a child of artists and it meant that we ate dinner on the run that we were constantly at gigs or rehearsals and like that was my normal like we didn't sit down to dinner I can't I couldn't tell you a night that my family sat down to dinner because we had things that we did at night Mm -hmm. because artists happen at night especially if you're a performer so I thought he was coming at it from that perspective too and it turned out that he wasn't Mm -hmm. well I'm never going to be Miss Susie get dinner on the table. That's not who I am. Like, I can't do it. It's my life won't allow that. And I didn't know that that's not who he was until we were well on, well in, on it. in it. So, and now, completely other side of that, I'm with somebody now who isn't even vaguely traditionally what would be correct on paper. And it's so much better better it's so much more fun and and calmer and than any of that with my ex-husband so anyway it just it it tells me that what looks right or what society has dictated is correct isn't necessarily at all 
not even vaguely. So. so on this side of divorce, in creating a life that we love, expectations are important. Recognizing yeah. when we need to redefine our expectations for ourselves or setting boundaries with expectations other people have of us or creating expectations Mm-hmm. in a new phase of life yeah. and breaking expectations breaking. that were yeah. that were um, bad and not being yes. afraid to do that yeah this has been a very good <laughs> talk, productive ladies. talk oh, I've been great I've been great <laughs> look what we put into the <laughs> world today <laughs> oh this has been fun <laughs> alright so what are y'all doing this week to create a good life anything I have lots of rehearsals because I have like three different things in the hat. Um, I have to go see a couple of shows this weekend. Um, and I'm taking my kid to one of them, so that'll be fun. And I'm going to see my friend who had a new baby. And otherwise, I'm really trying to be cognizant of um, of working out every day. Like not just sporadically. And that's that's the thing that I need to so. Yeah, Beth and I walked today in the freezing cold. It was freezing. <laughs> but like, sometimes I love that because you can bundle up, but you can breathe so well. I know. Like, it's just like, it clears you out. We need to okay, wear that was And not I'm not today. sneezing. No, we, <laughs> didn't wear, we didn't wear enough clothes. We did not wear enough clothes today. So what are you doing this week, Bonnie, for your... Oh, my my girl comes home on Saturday. Yay! Yay. So I Will guess... Will she be home a whole week? Yes, so oh, she Leo's. comes home on set. Yes, and so we need to make sure we get I have Leo, Leo this Leo weekend. Leo and Natalie time. Good. So now I'll pick her up from the airport on Saturday. If okay. Leo wants to go to the airport with me, he can go with me to pick her up. Um, okay. So anyway, so I'm coming. I pick. She'll get home on Saturday. Um, so I've got. I'm gonna spend some time in the house, just kind of getting her room cleaned up and getting some of the house. I'm having some things in the house painted, so it's kind of a mess trying to get some. Stuff put away. I've got art shows still strewn from the first, actually inside my car through the house. So I've got to get art show put away until the next one in December. Um, so I guess I'm just and I and I'm hoping to get my calendar together with Beth, <laughs> so we can figure out. We're gonna try and figure out a time, perhaps, that we can encourage each other to write, like show up, mm-hmm. like schedule schedule some of that time. And I think that. It's gonna help move me in a good direction. Mm-hmm. So, well, I started off the week going to a show with my daughter. <laughs> so you've already had a fabulous and week. And I, fa- I had a, <laughs> I had to start. Well, I'm saying Sunday to Sunday, and so we—that's something we both share a love of musicals. As she sings much better than I do, but we sing musicals all the way to the musical, sit and mm-hmm. watch the musical, and then sing musicals all the way back. Mm-hmm. So This is my fine. life. Just, it's but my, this, yeah. is, this is what she wants to have yeah. as her life. Yeah. So I'm trying to encourage that, and it's good mom-daughter time. And then um, I finished a stitch piece, and I started, I did my kids' stockings, yeah. point stockings, and I've had this one in my hopper for a long time. And I've started my stocking. Yeah, your own stocking. My own stocking. Yay. Included. I have one at the mantle. But, um, and I have three commissions. Yes. And I'm waiting for the third picture. So they're primed and ready to go. And um, So you're, you're, you're looking at a creative week. I'm looking at a creative week. I have a busy week. Um, I think I'm traveling four days. So we'll oh, see. But I think yeah. they're all pretty early travel time. So hopefully I won't get that late Friday. 
thing again, which kind of <laughs> protect your Fridays. Protect your again. Fridays. Protect your Fridays. But that's that's what I'm planning to. Good. Well, very good. Yay. Yeah. Well, if we're going to start off this week, I taught Sunday school this morning. We'll be first graders. They're so fun. They are so hilarious. I love them, each and every one. So. Well, all right. Well, shall we clink to end? Clink. Mm -hmm. Cheers to here. Yes. Y'all have a great week. (laughs) See you next week, girls. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.